Welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. With me today is Alana Watts, and here's a bit about Alana. Alana Sade Watts is a lover of God who hails from Norfolk, Virginia. She is the oldest of two and an auntie to one amazing nephew, Micah. She is the daughter of the late Samuel Watts and Darlene Watts. She is a 2008 alumni of the Grambling State University, where she received her bachelor's in political science. She currently resides in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. She'll say it the right way, though, where she is, is a loving child care provider. And without further ado, welcome Ilana Watts. Thank you so much, Genesis. It's an honor to be on your show. I, I just thank you for the opportunity. My pleasure. And Alana, I want you to tell me something that you did not put in your bio because I could read bios all day long, but I want to go deep dive in. Who is Alana Watts and what makes you uniquely you? <sighs> Alana is, you know, someone who has, you know, been through so much um, and through the grace of God and through Jesus Christ, she has overcame. Um, she had to go through homelessness, um, the shaking, you know, spiritual abuse being put out of church, um, so much in order for God to make her into who he wants her to be all while embracing the uniqueness and how he has tailor-made her. And so um, I always tell people to check my fruit. You know, I don't, I don't really say much about me. I tell people to check my fruit because Jesus said you will know them by their fruit. And um, I guess that's pretty much what I can think of. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I mean, I'm a, I'm a goofball. I love my naps. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I can, you know, say, just, you know, I tell people just, you know, have a conversation with me and you'll see a whole lot. So now that I, I like that tagline, check my fruit. I think I'm going to title this check my fruit with Alana Watts. Because yeah, shout out to my mentor, Dr. DeAndrea for that, because that's her, actually her shirt line that she has. And it's one of my favorite shirts. Um, that I love to wear. So shout out to one of my mentors, my wise counsel that I call Dr. De uh, uh, Apostle Dr. DeAndrea Bowens. I absolutely love her. Love you, Dr. D. <laughs> Thank you for putting that shameless plug. And now that you put it out there, we're going to have to interview her here on Gems with me. So make sure you yes. connect us. So check my fruit with Alana Watts and your test produce the testimony. So let's talk about the struggles that God had you enduring and how did those struggles lead you to where you are now? Oh, a lot of the struggles that I went through really um, had to uproot a lot of hurt, a lot of, you know, the wicked ways, you know, because the Bible says, you know, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, you know, if my people who are called by my name, you know, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then he will heal from heaven and heal our, you know, heal, heal your land. And so I had to allow God to, you know, 
uproot those things. And um, it initially began when I yield to God, when I said yes to God and that I wanted to live in his will, in his way. That's when the shaking started happening. I, you know, I got laid off from my job, had to give my car back in a voluntary repossession, became homeless, you know, started staying with different people, um, different, went through different things at the church, you know, the ministry I was at. And, you know, a lot of that really, you know, purified me because I had to, um, like I was in the clubhouse room earlier, you know, go through that fire to really let God, you know, get everything that, you know, to purify me, to refine me. And, you know, it has definitely brought forth much fruit, um, the Galatians 5, 23 fruit. And it really, you know, um, encompassed more compassion, you know, in me, like Jesus you know, to really, um, to really, you know, be more sympathetic and empathetic with people and what they have gone through and what they're going through. Um, even though I'm still going through and I'm at the coattail end of, you know, this wilderness season, um, it's still pulling things out of me <laughs> that I didn't know was there. It stirred up, you know, gifts that, you know, once lied dormant, you know, and I just thank God, you know, you know, that through all of that, it has, you know, brought me to this point and I haven't arrived, of course, but I thank God that I have, you know, he has brought me from a mighty long way. Mm, so what I heard is the pruning process. I hear transformation. Mm -hmm. I hear strategic. God shut the doors. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I could relate because I lost my dad last year in November. This Thanksgiving will make one year since my father passed. One week wow. after that, December 1st, I got a phone call saying that I was going to be in the involuntary layoff bucket. So that was another, another loss. The door shut. God shut that door. I was working in oil and gas, making X amount of dollars. Then fast forward, August 29th this year, nine months and five days apart. We lose my dad's mom, my grandmother. Mm. So that's another loss. Then you hear people saying, you have a whole degree. Why aren't you going back to work? But I was like, oh, yes. In this season, God allowed me to start my podcast because my podcast, Gems, was started through grief because I was grieving the loss of my dad. And when I found out, that my grandmother passed. Yes, I grieved her her loss, but I grieved more with my dad because he was my he was my person. And then I even grieved the loss of my job because I went from making X amount of money in oil and gas to not making any money, had to rely on unemployment, had to go from having two two incomes, myself and my husband, to one income, having a cutback. I'm I already love coupons, y'all. There's no in the game i love using digital coupons <laughs> when i go to kroger's i used to price match when walmart used to price match but now walmart is just getting way out of thing because sometimes i don't even like to go to walmart anymore y'all because when you go to walmart it's just like people just have no home training the way they talk mm -hmm. to you is just ridiculous so i was like no i'd rather just go to amazon and get it in two days even if i pay a little bit more i don't have to deal with the hustle and bustle and if it's not if it doesn't work out i could send it back with no problems but it was like okay god you're taking me through this process of where i was climbing the corporate ladder things were moving and then you shut it all back down so it so in the lesson 
it's like this the same ladder that people go up is the same ladder that you could come down but what i learned mm-hmm. alana is that there's always a test before you get to your testimony and if you yeah. look at the word testimony test is in the beginning kind of like when you look at the word message mess is in the beginning of message so there is always mess that you have to go through in order for you to learn the message so i want you to think about the job that you had and how you lost the job walk us through that because there's some lesson that god poured into you that you were able to pour out into somebody else whether you realized it or not sure and girl you preach too (laughs) that was really good what you said um i used to work for the state of the uh, state of louisiana that's what actually um brought me here from um virginia and um because it was my desire to work for the state and god granted me that desire and um i hated (laughs) i eventually started hating work working for the state because it wasn't what you know it cracked up to be the only thing that was good about it were the um, benefits that I were getting that I was getting the health benefits and and you know of course the state discounts here and there um and I started working there in January of 2012 that's what brought me from North Louisiana I was in North Louisiana first before I moved here to Baton Rouge and so um I want to say it was around December 2012 um, that we were um, that it was announced to those of us that had job appointments because um, my position was a three-year job appointment and um, the WAEs, which are employed state employees who do not get benefits at all, they don't get paid time off, none of that. And so, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, yeah, I thank God I wasn't one of those. And so um, due to quote unquote budget cuts, um, they were laying us off job appointments and WAEs and offering on retirement for those who were coming up on their tenure or either who choose to take early retirement um, come June 28, 2013. And so it didn't really shake me because I'm just like, God, when is this last day again? Because I was counting down. I was ready because I was just tired. And um, and so I remember we were in a meeting, my department that I was working for, we were in a meeting and the director, you know, announced it. And, you know, the, uh, those of us who were WAEs and um, job appointments, you know, the faces were just, you know, very somber, you know, people, a lot of them had families, you know, children, marriage, you know, whatever, you know, and of course I, you know, was, you know, married with no children. And so um my heart went out to them because of course you know they don't know what's what's coming next after June and so you know I remember saying in the meeting I said if y'all are believer I said if you say you're a believer in God you know who your source is you know that after June 28th even before then God will take care of you like he has taken care of you now I said you know I understand you know I said "It's, it's crazy you know, I said, but, you know, we just thank, I just thank God that we have a God that takes care of us and wouldn't just leave us hanging. And so uh, come January 2013, I remember I was uh, on a fast and um, I was on a 21 day fast and 
I told God that I wanted to live on his system. Because at that time I was hearing the teaching about, you know, living on God's system. And I told God, I said, God, I want to be in your will. I want to live on your system. And so um, as June 28th started, you know, getting closer and closer, um, the Lord was starting to deal with me about having my own business, but my mind hadn't caught up to what God was said, spoken to my spirit. Cause I was still in that mode of, you know, just getting, you know, girl, you got to find another job. You got to find this another job just so you can make it and, you know, and keep the bills going. And so, um, around April, yeah. Cause it was, it was, um, right after Easter in April, um, I had to get my car back in a voluntary repossession. And then about a month and a half, you know, after that, no, actually a few months after that, that's when the job layoff happened. Um, you know, every, it was the, the atmosphere in, in the um, Department of Revenue was so, uh, it was, it was kind of somber because, you know, a, a lot of us were, a few of us were affected. And so, but, you know, I was excited. I'm not going to lie. I was excited. I was just like, love y'all, but I got to go, you know, because I just could not stand being here and all of that. And so that last day, I remember walking out that building relieved. Like a weight lifted off your shoulder. Exactly. Exactly. And so um, when I got home that um, fast forward to that Monday after I got laid off, I remember my mom called me and she said, well, you know, are you thinking about what you could have been doing if you were at work right now? I said, no, I ain't thinking about them crazy people. I am not. <laughs> I do not miss it at all. <laughs> I miss a couple of the coworkers, but I don't miss. Uh, I don't miss it at all. I miss the downtown atmosphere, but I don't miss it at all. But I don't miss working there. And so, um, ever since then, I thank God for the experience because I had to teach myself a lot because in that department, it wasn't a whole lot of room for growth unless you had an accounting degree, and I wasn't gonna go back to school for no accounting degree. So <laughs> um, I had to teach myself a lot. I would listen to the tax officer's conversation on how to handle certain tax matters. I was able to help one of my college mates in a whole nother state with her state taxes. And so, you know, I thank God for the experience. I thank God for what I have learned there because I was able to help a lot of people and I learned a lot about me. And so, yeah, so that was, you know, my quick journey, my summary of my journey you know at my last job so that last job you were there for a season because god planted you there because it was your desire so he said okay i'm gonna grant you the desires of your heart but i'm not gonna have you there permanently i'm gonna plant you there for a season so you can learn and by you learning you were able to take what you learned and help other people and when it was time for the season to close, God dried it up by mm -hmm. a way of a layoff. And when you got laid off, your mother asked you, are you are you thinking about what you're doing? And you weren't because you felt relieved. Yes, it's sad that you no longer have that bread, bread and butter anymore and you right. don't have those benefits and et cetera. But then the sense of peace that rested on you and you relied on God knowing that he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider. And then mm -hmm. now 
let's walk through the journey when you left from that area of Louisiana and you went to Baton Rouge. What drove you to get to Baton Rouge? Did the Lord tell you get up and go to Baton Rouge or was it your personal desire and then he met you where you were? Well, it was my personal desire. Uh, when I first got here to Louisiana 10 years ago, I um, was staying with um, my ex-boyfriend's mom in uh, Monroe. And when I tell you, I, I was just truly thankful for her, truly thankful. And, um, and so I ended up getting an interview. I was putting in jobs left and right. <laughs> this was from August of 2011 when I moved until I want to say it was about early November because I got the interview for the state job early November. And so, cause I didn't get the call back until right after I got back from Christmas, from Christmas break in January. And so uh, I was putting in, you know, jobs left and right. My dad was helping, you know, with my car note. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to worry about anything. You know, my ex's mom, she didn't want any money for anything. She said, look, she said, you need to get you together. She said, I don't mind helping you. And she even did my hair. Like, I mean, when I tell you, God has truly blessed me. Has She has truly, God has truly blessed me. And so like she fed me, we would go out to eat. One of her favorite places is Red Lobster. So we went there, we would go there a lot. And, you know, I would, you know, be at the house cooking and putting in jobs. And we would just talk about life and different things like that. And, you know, and I told her, I said, I really want to, you know, work for the state, you know, because that's my, you know, desire. Because I told God, before I moved from um, Virginia, I told, I asked God, I said, God, I want to either move to, uh, Shreveport, Bossier, um, Baton Rouge, or either Dallas, Texas. And so um, I said, I want a, a job in either one of those cities. I said, if I can't get none in Shreveport, I said, I'll take Baton Rouge. I said, if not Baton Rouge, I'll take Dallas because that's a reason to go to a Cowboys game because I'm a Cowboys fan. So, <laughs> um, But God granted me the desire to come to Baton Rouge. Uh, because it was, you know, like you said, God planted me there for, planted me here for a season, you know, because there were some things that he wanted to use me to do and to, and to learn and to um, just let God deal with me. <laughs> and so uh, it was a journey. It was definitely a journey. Um, I was hoping to stay, kind of stay in North Louisiana, but, you know, I like, I enjoy Baton Rouge, you know, the times that I was there prior to moving there. And I had friends, you know, that, you know, live that, you know, that live here. You know, I had a college mate that I was really close with. She lives here. She teaches here and, you know, and other friends. And so, you know, when I got down here, it wasn't like it was a whole major culture shock because I knew people that were here. So, um, so that's pretty much a little bit about my journey, you know, from Monroe to, you know, Louisiana. And because um, a lot of people actually thought that I moved here because of my ex-boyfriend. And I was like, that's not the case. I said, I'm, I'm moving for me. <laughs> I said, God for me, we can break up, even though we did, we can break up, but you know, I'm gonna still keep it moving because I, he's not the reason why. So that's just a little bit about my journey from Monroe to here in Baton Rouge. So I like that. So now you're in Baton Rouge and I want you to walk us through your childcare business because God laid it on your heart to open a childcare business. And what does that process look like? Did you start at LLC? Um, did you do any 
in your home where you were staying and did you hear God specifically? Was it like more of a gut instinct and discernment or did you hear an audible voice or how did God speak to you? So you knew that it was confirmation that you were on the right track to starting this childcare and tell us the name of it. Yes, the uh, child care service is, is now named Love the Little People. It was named Invasion of the Little People. And um, that came from when I was staying in the homeless shelter. Um, after I got um, evicted, you know, in 2014, I stayed with a few people up until I got into the shelter um, November. Actually, it would be, it was actually, it'll be six years to the date on the 20th that I moved into the shelter on the 20th of November, um, back in 2015. And um, in May here, the, you know, the, the children get out of school here in Louisiana. And so um, I had moved to a different shelter. The first shelter I was at, um, it was, yeah, I'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but when I moved to this other shelter, um and the children and fast forward to the children getting out of school the you know the mother one of the mothers there came up to me just out of nowhere and she said hey I'm about to you know start this job can you watch my child because I don't have any way to watch my child and I don't want my family to know that I'm here and I said sure no problem I said you know no problem <laughs> and wait she hold said, on okay. let's pause there really quick and sorry to interject sure. because that God has me interjecting here for a reason. So this lady that you met in the shelter was starting a job and she didn't have anyone to watch her child. And look how God works. She asked you, not really knowing you, but then mm -hmm. she had family members that she didn't want to know that she was in a shelter. So don't you think it was coincident or fate why she asked you that God was already giving you a glimpse and he was peeling back the veil now go ahead <laughs> right it, i mean it's never it's you know it was definitely a, a coincidence and god is so strategic and so um you know i told her i said well sure i don't mind um because i've never done child care before i mean i have a whole political science degree i don't you know i don't have an early childhood or anything like that and you know i told her i said well sure i don't mind she said well how much would you charge girl don't worry I said girl don't worry about it just you know stack your money you know save up for your place and so you can yeah okay and so um you know I we were going back and forth we going back and forth and I said and she said look how much do you charge I'm not gonna let it go how much do you charge you watch my child and I said, well, how much ever you can afford? Because I, my side hustle already when I was at the shelter was helping women create resumes, edit them, you know, help them, you know, perfect them so they can, you know, go shine on their job interviews and get a job. But I didn't know God was shifting me even then to childcare. And so, um, you know, I started watching her children. Then there were other mothers that started coming and asking me to watch their children. And I'm like, sure, you know, no problem. And that was, you know, how I got started in childcare. And even after I moved out of the shelter um, and into my own place, eventually in 2016, after the big flood hit here, 
um, I was watching children and even the mothers that I met in the shelter that, you know, moved out before me, they still, you know, wanted me to watch their children even after, you know, the shelter life, I call it, you know, and I'm like, sure, girl, no problem. You know, so that's how I, you know, got started into this whole child care thing. And uh, around 2019, um, I, things weren't going because I was trying to get a license. I was trying to get everything, you know, set up, but I just kept hitting wall after wall, opposition after opposition. I'm like, God, what in the world's going on? And he said, because you haven't given it back to me. You know, you just started. You didn't even really consult me about what you want me to do with your business. And so I said, well, God, if, you know, child cares what you want me to do, here it is. I said, you tell me what to do. And so during, you know, while I was praising and worshiping God one day, um, God just dropped the name, you know, love the little people. And he gave me the scripture of, um, I want to say it was Jeremiah, and I want to say it's 31 and 3, I can't remember, uh, where the latter part of scripture where God tells Jeremiah, with loving kindness have I drawn thee, because he said, you're going to, they're going to see the love of my love in you. They're going to be drawn to me through you, because they just, it, and the children just love me, the families just love me. I, I've been so blessed and fortunate to serve so many amazing families and so uh, when God gave me that that was actually birthed on March 9th 2019 and so um you know I was trying to get that you know going as far as the LLC and all of that but you know I was making way under you know the taxable income I haven't made <laughs> taxable income in years and so uh, I was trying to get things going but you know God said no because I'm about to uproot you and plant you where you're really going to flourish. I only have you doing love the little people here for a season, but you're about to take it somewhere. I'm about to take it somewhere else where more families will need you and more families you will serve. And so um, to this day, I have served probably well over, I'm about to say maybe 10 families, well over 10 families. And um, that's how I even got started pet sitting. Because uh, love the little people. It's one river with many streams going into that river. You know, you hear people talk about multiple streams of income. Well, that's all cute in itself. But I, 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 God has given me a river where streams are flowing into it because it's all coming from one income. And so I offer child care. I offer, you know, virtual you know, or in-person tutoring, pet sitting, um, traveling nurse, um, traveling nurse, traveling nanny, <laughs> um, you know, any, just about anything that pertains to childcare. And eventually I will open back up the transportation because I was doing that at one point as well, where I was picking a child up and taking them to school and, and whatnot. And so um, it's been a journey. Um, I absolutely enjoy what I do. Um, like I said, I thank God for the families that, you know, I have, you know, God has allowed me to serve and it's certain families God will allow me to serve because it's an intercessory assignment that's connected to them, you know, whether to pour love and pray over these children, co collaborate with their, you know, their parents to, you know, pray with them and cover them and just to help them grow, whatever the case is. And so I just thank God, you know, for the opportunity to, you know, serve these families.
That's amazing. And one second. So Alana, this is amazing because I was just about to ask you about the transportation piece because there are a lot of grants out there right now. And I was going to ask you, do you envision yourself having a van with love the little people on it where you could pick up the multiple kids and take them to maybe their activities if they have after school activities or if y'all want to go do like maybe a field trip or something like that. And there's different um, nonprofit agencies that work with um, small businesses and et cetera. And whenever you, you said, oh, I'm thinking about starting back up the transportation or that's coming soon. I was like, wow, that was like confirmation. And then whenever you said where you are right now is a season, but he's getting ready and when I say he, God is getting ready to take you to a new area, which is going to cause you to flourish. You're going to have that overflow, the abundance, the prosperity. And what dropped in me is maybe it'll be that Dallas, Texas, because you had North Virginia. I mean, you had Virginia in North Fork. Then you went to North Louisiana, Monroe. Then you went to Baton Rouge. And then you said your other desire was Dallas, Texas, because you love the Cowboys and you would love to go to the Cowboys game. But Dallas, Texas is a big place and a lot of people in Texas are now experiencing what they call, quote unquote, the great resignation, where some people mm -hmm. are leaving their jobs and some of the mothers are being forced to stay at home because childcare is so expensive. Mm -hmm. But when you shift from love the little people to if God wants you to rebrand and change the name, have you thought about Dallas, Texas? Actually, um, the Lord did give me where he was taking me, but I can't release that. Um, but definitely, because it's a place I never would have really, you know, thought about. But um, in time, you know, I will reveal it and uh, share the testimony behind that. But um but yeah, I haven't really thought about a van. Um, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm, you know, I'm gonna take it to God in prayer and see what he says. Okay, and I'm excited to see where this uh, new location is because y'all, foreshadow, it's not Dallas. Then It don't sound like Dallas because you said it's a place you wouldn't have thought of. So that answers our, my question in a sense. No, I'm not gonna be planning in Dallas. God is gonna strategically place her somewhere else that is, outside of her familiarity mm -hmm. so um stay tuned y'all because we're gonna have to have alana back and alana as we begin to wind down and we're already checking your fruit your fruit so we're gonna check your fruit some more once that testimony comes to fruition yeah i want you to give us one or two gems and then tell the listeners as well as the viewers who you are, how they could connect with you on social media, and give them your business name. Um, for anyone out there who needs childcare in the Baton Rouge area, check out Alana Watts. Love the little people. <laughs> well, thank you again, Genesis, uh, for this opportunity. I definitely enjoyed this interview. I really enjoyed it. And uh, hmm, let's see, some gems, a couple of gems that I could drop is yield to the voice of God. Yield to the voice of God and stay with him, regardless of who tries to come in to seduce you off out of the will of God, off the path that he has for you. Stay with God. Um, 
you're going to face opposition. You're going to face backlash when you're in the will of God, when you give God that yes. Um, as I stated before, um, you know, when you first give your life to Christ, you're telling God, I will. But now that you have said yes to the will of God, now you're going from I will to I do. And so now you're doing the will of the Father just like Jesus did. And so now you're going to have people to try to come in and distract you, but stay with God. You know, Jesus is your perfect, is the perfect example of that because, you know, he had his own disciples even tried to, you know, get him off. But even though their attention, you know, even though they meant well, but Jesus had to stay with the father and had to do the, carry out the will of the father. And so that's one of the nuggets, you know, um, I will share. And another is know who you are and know whose you are. Um, a lot of times, you know, we go through life. We don't know who we are. We have our hands in these different things, you know, and, and it's just not working out. And it's like, okay, well, you know, what's going on? Why is it when my hand touches this, you know, it doesn't prosper or, you know, I try this, it doesn't work. Well, you know, it could possibly be you don't know who you are. Um, the girls that I teach pre-K virtually, um, <clears throat> God gave me, excuse me, God gave me five biblical affirmations for them and for me. Um, the first one is I am royalty. I am chosen. I am wonderfully made. I am different and God loves me. And the scriptures from that stem from 1 Peter 2 and 9. John 3, 16, and even the scripture, I want to say it's Psalm 139, where the scripture says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I can add that one in there too. And we say that every morning, every time before we begin our session. And it's to the point they even memorize it. I love it. <laughs> and they, they are so excited when they recite it. You know, because I tell people, when you know who you are and whose you are, it doesn't matter what darts the enemy throws at you. You know who you are, whose you are, that you know the authority that has been given to you to combat the already defeated enemy. Jesus already overcame it. John 16, 33 says that. So, you know, when you walk in that kingdom identity, you can overcome anything. You wouldn't, I mean, I'm not saying that any, you know, in those moments you won't, you know, be in your flesh and you won't feel no type of way you'll be in your emotions. Actually, we're human. You know, release those tears, release that frustration, but also get out of that. Don't stay in that place too long because you got to remember you are the child of a king. You are the son of a king. You are the daughter of a king. You have authority. Jesus gave it to you. Just use it. You know who you are. You're made in the image of God. Walk in it. And walk in unapologetically. That's what I've been telling people. Walk in your identity unapologetically. Don't Absolutely. be cocky with it. Don't be cocky with it. Just walk in it because people will think you're cocky because you know who you are and whose you are. So I just wanted to um, drop those two gems and how people can find me um, on social media. You can find me on um, love underscore the underscore little underscore people. That's the business page. Um, my personal page is um, woman underscore of underscore distinction 86 
Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, Ilana Watts, I-L-L-A-N-A, W-A-T-T-S. Uh, you can find me on there. So you're more than welcome to DM me. Um, if you need prayer, if you want to set up a, you know, a free 30-minute consultation on Zoom regarding anything childcare. And also, this is a side nugget for the pet sitting. You do not have to book a child care. You do not have to have children in order to do pet sitting. Because I understand, I grew up with dogs, so I understand how pets really are. You know, they not only become a part of your family, they're like your children. <laughs> so, you know, you do not have to book a child care service in order to do pet sitting. I do that separately. I love pet sitting. I absolutely, there's a family that I pet sit for twice a year and I absolutely love it. I absolutely, it's, it's like my relaxation piece, you know, from the childcare of being so busy with the children and doing different things with them. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. So those are the ways that you can find me and inbox me if you need prayer, anything. So again, thank you, Genesis, for this opportunity. My pleasure. And viewers and listeners, all of Alana Watts' information will be in the show notes. So there's no excuse for you not to tap in with her. She is currently located once again in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So for those of you down there in the boot, plug in with her and let her help you with your children. And she comes from a minister, a minister serial background. So she will cover your children in prayer for those of you who are religious as well as spiritual. And as we, be, as we close out, I want to remind each one of you that you are a masterpiece. You were created for a reason. There's purpose. As long as you are living and breathing, that means your purpose still needs work. And I also want to encourage you, as she said, because I love saying this too, know who you are and whose you are. And whenever you feel like the heat is being turned up, it's because you're getting ready for your breakthrough. You're getting ready for your gifts to make room for you. You're getting ready to come into strategic alignment. You're getting ready to have Kairos moments, which are God-appointed moments. And don't count it strange whenever you hear no after no after no. See no as new opportunity or next opening because sometimes in the natural we can get tired of the no. And believe me, when I got laid off, I was applying for jobs, applying for jobs, applying for jobs in oil and gas and all industries. And I kept hearing no, no, no. But what did I keep doing? I kept doing GEMS podcast because I know this podcast is going to bless and inspire other people. The core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. And that is exactly what Alana Watts did. So check your fruit and check her fruit. And until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Signing out, Genesis Amaris Kemp and Alana Watts.